Welcome to the Student Ministry Podcast by Lifeway. I'm Ben Trueblood. With me is the one and only producer, Nathan. What's up? How's it going? I'm good, man. What is new in your world? We are halfway. It feels like we're halfway through the fall, even though like officially like on a calendar, fall has only just begun. But yeah, that's it's true. like flying by to me. Is it to yeah. you? Oh, absolutely. It. I mean, we've just now started getting what I feel like is fall weather, right? Some of those crisp mornings and evenings type deal here, at least in middle Tennessee. So yeah, what's new for me? Uh, football season's winding down, which is kind of sad because I'm going to miss it. Going to jump into basketball, so that's good. Overwatch 2 just released, so playing a little mm. bit of that. Helping renovate and remodel a house for my parents. Uh, that's always fun as well. So, you know, it's just it's a busy time. So, uh, I love a crisp morning. Yes. There's not much better than a crisp morning. I would I would put it up against most anything else. Yeah, in in the deer stand. I've yes, I have I have yet to go, uh, but hopefully hopefully soon. So you mentioned a couple things that I want to highlight for people. One is that we're playing Overwatch 2. So if any of you youth pastors are playing this, hit us up on social media, let us know. We would love to we would love to play. Yeah, also, absolutely. World of Warcraft releases its newest expansion on November the 28th. So mm-hmm. if any of you play this game as well, hit us up. We're always looking for people to party with and have a good time in the gaming world. Yep, that's true. So join us. The thing that we are going to talk about today, uh, would love for you to leave a rating and review. If you haven't done that, please do. Helps other people find the podcast. Let's us know what you think. So thanks for doing that. We thought we would take an episode and just kind of point towards the ho- the holiday season coming up. Here we are. It's like the middle of October, mid to end October. And the holiday season can be really, really difficult. Ministry-wise, family-wise, there's a lot to squeeze in. But it also can be a really strategic moment in a lot of ways for your family, for you personally as a student pastor, for your ministry that you lead. And so uh, producer Nathan and I have put together a little top 10 list. Yeah. Little top. I'll, I'll, I'll even, I'll even make the paper sound, even though it's yeah. not on, it's not on paper. That, but it was but real paper. That, that was real paper. I was, I was shaking around. You have uh, a we've future got ourselves, as a Foley artist if you want. <laughs> that's right. We've got ourselves a little top 10 list of things. What are we, what are we calling this? Producer Nathan, things to be aware of. Uh, Top 10 ways to help you navigate the holiday season. Perfect. Top 10 things to help you navigate the holiday season. We're going to go back and forth, discuss these a little bit. Uh, Nathan, you want to go first? Yeah. These are not, I would say these are not in like priority order. There are just 10 of them, right? Like there's there's 10 of them. Yeah. Yeah, Because I I think some of them have equal priority maybe. Yeah. Uh, or, or affect people differently. So I think a big one for me that I put on the list was uh, just being very careful to navigate your schedule well. Uh, and that it's really important. Like we know it's going to be busy. I remember for me uh, when I was working at, at the church, the holiday season, especially from Thanksgiving to Christmas, just became a time where I was, I felt like I was always at church and it wasn't just for student ministry stuff it was i mean i helped run sound right so it was like oh i've got to be there for play practice or and then this senior adult class wanted to do a dinner and they had a guest 
musician come in. Right. And so like I was just always at church. And so it became a time where I just kind of got bitter towards the holiday season. I love Christmas and Thanksgiving because I come from a pretty big family on my my mom's side and we would always get together and do stuff and i mean it was just an enjoyable time and i love baking and that's always fun to do around the christmas season but it became a time where i really kind of just dreaded it every year and i had to take a step back and realize oh it's because i'm so busy and i had to start protecting that schedule a bit more um, and not saying yes to everything that was coming up so so be conscious of that yeah Man, that's a good word because this is a season that can sneak up on you really quickly. And if you don't go into it with somewhat of a plan, then you're not going to be able to navigate it well. Like you're going to end this season really, really destroyed uh, Mm -hmm. in terms of no rest. You're, You're entering January kind of at this deficit rather than with a full tank. And it starts now, like really planning that out, getting with your spouse, or if if that's not your context, taking a look at your calendar and saying, okay, like what are the things that we we have? What are we going to say yes to? What are we going to say no to? Uh, Nathan, I think the other side of that too is involved in what we plan. Sometimes we do this to ourselves Mm -hmm. and we need to think about the people that we're leading uh, and making sure that we help our leaders specifically navigate their calendar, their holiday calendar. If we're putting a bunch of stuff on the ministry calendar that we are mm-hmm. expecting them to be at, we have to realize that they too have families and they too have things that they're trying to accomplish. So we might unintentionally be jamming the calendar and making it really difficult for people to navigate. So yeah. uh, while I, a, a couple other th- of these are going to point to things to do with your leaders, let's have some balance here and let's not like jam the calendar so full that they can't navigate it. Yeah. Cause if, if you put two things on the calendar for them and then they've got a couple kids, maybe one in youth and one in kids ministry, and there's two things on the calendar for kids ministry. And then there's two things on the calendar for school. And then all of a sudden it's just, the calendar is just jam packed. Yep. All right. Number eight, take time for yourself and your family. Okay. So take time for yourself and your family as you navigate it, as you plan it out, make sure that this involves you either on your own with family, that you are marking out time for that. Uh, You need this. This is a natural moment for you to take some time with your family and be strategic with that time. I think the point here is when you choose to take time with your family, don't all go in a bunch of different directions. Don't just go sit in a separate room by yourself, like engage, plan engaging moments with your people. Uh, If you live far away from family, um, maybe you're a single adult youth pastor, then plan some time with some friends. This is a great moment to develop your own personal community and carve out strategic intentional time. Yep, absolutely. Number seven here on the list, don't overcommit. So I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but it is that idea of make, or and maybe another way, to, and a better way to say it is make sure you get upfront what the expectations of that commitment are. So like I use the example of like having to do sound for the Christmas play. Well, it was, hey, the Christmas play is on these two nights. Can you run sound for it? Yeah. And then it's three weeks later, it's, hey, we've got Christmas play practice for the next three weeks. We need you to come and do sound for it. And it's like, well, that's vastly different than what I expected to do for just two nights. You know what I mean? And so <laughs> understanding what is what is the actual expectations of the commitment. So that way you don't find yourself in a situation where you feel overcommitted. And I think that is a very easy way to get burned out. 
So manage those expectations uh, up front. So unclear expectations create clear frustrations. Ooh, I like that's, that. That's, that's my line. So that's a I've been great using one. lately. Unclear expectations create clear frustrations. Yes, that's what I led with on my uh, when I was teaching a session about uh, volunteer leadership at Etch. So that's a that is a great line. I love it. So we are at ten nine eight. Uh, this is number seven. Have conversations with other ministry leaders and plan accordingly. So this one really shows how coordinated the ministries of your church are. Uh, knowing that sometimes families have kids in multiple age groups. So let's sync up calendars here. If one age group stops on this certain date for holidays or doesn't have things, what do the other ministry areas do? Um, is there Are there parties that need to be thought through, coordinated things on a calendar? Again, Oftentimes we get so narrow minded in our own ministry that we forget that families are often involved or at least connected to several ministries of the church. And so one of the best things a church can do throughout the year, not just in this moment, in this moment is what we're talking about, but throughout the year. One of the best things that they can do is be coordinated on what we're asking our families to do and be a part of the money that they spend, all of those things down to like the nitty gritty of when drop off and pickup is for other for mm -hmm. ministry areas of the church. This is really important around the holiday season because things get so different. Oftentimes churches will cancel regular programming at certain mm -hmm. intervals Let's make sure everything is canceled if one thing's canceled or they're planning extra parties that may shotgun blast all over a calendar. And so this is a moment where having everyone together sitting around a table and saying, what are we as a church going to focus on during the holiday season and being aware of what the other ministry areas are doing is, is really important for you to be able to plan what you're going to plan. Yeah, I absolutely agree. And I think maybe too asking uh, maybe right about this time, as it is in October, going ahead and asking your volunteer leaders like, hey, what does your schedules look like kind of leading up to Christmas? Because I think sometimes we will plan that shotgun approach and then we don't have the volunteers show up because they have other commitments and stuff because they've other people have shoved stuff on their calendars, too, whether that's in church or whatever, the, whatever else they're involved in in life. You know, and so I think having a conversation with our leaders, too, of, hey, what what would you be able to commit to? Or maybe it looks more like. I like how you talked about with the other ministry leaders, what does it look like to have the kids Christmas party, the youth Christmas party, the small group Christmas party all on the same nights at the same time or some of syncing up some of those things. So parents aren't there three different nights in a, in a week. And then we're wondering why people aren't showing up or that kind of thing. Yes, for sure. Number six on our list is show gratitude to leaders in team in the team and um, your team. And so I think this is huge. I think, we should hopefully always throughout the year be showing gratitude. I think, especially think in this season, it's a great moment to just be more intentional, to take a little bit of time, write that extra thank you card. Maybe it's a, 
Starbucks gift card or some kind of a, a nice little gift you can give to your volunteer leaders, but just kind of going out of your way to make sure you're letting them know like, Hey, I have seen the work that you've been putting in. You're kind of, we're kind of halfway through at this point, kind of our, what we think of like as a season in student ministry, at least semester wise. And so maybe I think put some intentional things down of like, Hey, I remember back in September, you did this incredibly well. Or I remember hearing about this, this kid, you know, what he learned in the small group, those kind of like very personal intentional touches go a long way. Yeah, I agree. This is, I mean, everybody expects like the gratitude thing around Thanksgiving and stuff and that this is the reason for the season or whatever. (laughs) And, uh, so there is that kind of going on, but let's not miss an opportunity to show gratitude. Um, it is, we can, we can spend a lot of time filling the tanks of our people with encouragement during this season. And, I think maybe like less on the calendar and more interpersonally Mm -hmm. is, is a good call in this space. So now you might do something for your leaders and, and that might be the way that you show gratitude. You have a Christmas party or whatever. And I'm not like saying, don't do that, but I'm saying if you're doing something, let's make sure and connect it to gratitude rather than Mm -hmm. just doing something because it's the, the Thanksgiving Christmas season. And consider that a way of gratitude might just be asking them to do less, but make sure you show gratitude at the same time. Uh, So show gratitude to leaders and to your team. All right. We are on number five, number five, shine the spotlight on your students. This is a great time to do something student-led or student-planned. I love this one um, because this is a moment where, you know, sometimes attendance kind of slides as you get past October into November and December. And this is a great time to put the spotlight on your students, have a couple of student-led nights, ask students to, to fill more responsibilities in terms of worship and even teaching at your worship services, things like that, because when they're involved, they tell their friends and their friends want to see their peers doing these things. And so this is an awesome opportunity to test run some of that stuff, to give them some stage time. They will appreciate it. They will love it. And it kind of matches with this season. This is, this is a good thing for you to do. If you've been waiting and wondering, how do I get more students involved? Holiday season's a perfect time to do it. Yeah, and I think that leads into number four here, which is to help find small breaks for your leaders. This is a great way to help kind of give your leaders a little bit of a break. I mean, maybe they're still there coming because you need, we still need adults around, but maybe they don't have to take on the full responsibilities that they typically might do week in and week out because we're utilizing some students to do that. But really find some ways that your leaders can get some breaks because they're going to be busy. They're going to feel the, the pressure and the strain of just the holiday season and everything that they have going on in their own lives as well. Yeah. And like if you did a couple Sundays in a row where, hey, students lead the small groups instead of the adults, like the adults are there to help, to, to cheer on, encourage, but the students are the ones studying for those weeks. That could be a little enough of a break that kind of gives them a little bit of an energy push into the new year. All right. So that was number four. Uh, Nathan snuck it. Nathan snuck it in there. Number four, find <laughs> small breaks for your leaders. Um, number three, self-reflection heading into the new year. Are there things that need that you need to start, stop, or keep doing? Um, so this start, stop, or keep doing is something I do with my team every year. 
uh, at our annual review time. Part of that annual review that I do for, uh, for my team, like I'll be doing one with Nathan here in a few weeks. I always ask my team to tell me things that I need to start doing that I'm not currently doing in my leadership of them. I ask them to tell me things to stop doing where I'm getting in the way uh, or making things more difficult and things that I need to keep doing as their leader. And so it's, it's one way that we kind of, I gain feedback about my leadership. And so similarly, I think it's a good practice to evaluate your own leadership and where you are personally, health, ministry, all of those things, and just jot some notes down. Are there any things that you need to start doing in the new year? Are there any things you need to stop doing? Are there any things that you need to keep doing in the new year? So this is a helpful practice as you self-evaluate, as you take some of the moments over the next two months, there's going to be some downtime. And so take that downtime and use it to really evaluate where you are and try to evaluate yourself kind of holistically, like where are you spiritually? What are the practices look like in your life for that? Where are you uh, in your leadership, leading the ministry? And then uh, personally for yourself, maybe exercise or something like that. Start, stop, and keep doing these things. And then if you can, try to make sure you have some in each of that category so that you enter in the new year kind of with a plan rather than just saying, hey, we're going to keep doing whatever it was we were doing last year. Yeah, I think that's really good. Number two on the list, all the way down to number two, is take some time to do something you enjoy by yourself with friends or with family, but make sure it's something that you enjoy. So we kind of mentioned in reference this one, but to put a little bit more focus on it is the holiday season can get busy, but if you're like, man, I just love Christmas lights, then make time to go see the Christmas lights. Or if you like cooking, then make time to, to do cook you love you. Christmas lights. Is there okay thing that you no. enjoy? Not really. I just, I'm, I'm out of examples today in Christmas lights. And I really only think I can think of in my head right now, apparently. <laughs> I don't mind them, but I'm not like, oh my gosh, you got to go see the Christmas lights. Yeah. So I could see you like at some point in your life getting really into decorating your house. Like you're, yeah. you would be the guy in the neighborhood that people are like, man, you got to go see this house at the lights. Yeah. If I was going to do it, I think I'd have to do it at that level. But then I'm like, or I could just not decorate it that much and save the time <laughs> so, and do something else. So I'll, I'm the kind of per. I guess my thing though is I'm the kind of person that like I will cook or bake all of the Christmas like dessert. So usually every Christmas I pick a different kind of culinary skill set and try to like mm. practice it and get it down. So like for a couple of years I really worked hard on like truffles and chocolates and like Christmas candies and so some of those type of things. And so that's what I would. That's what I usually typically spend more time on. Yeah. Have you picked this year's yet? I haven't. I, I'm My latest two things have been, I've really got a great hummus recipe now, and I've really got a really good panna cotta. And so I don't know where I want to go. May, cheesecakes. Maybe che this needs mm. to be the year of cheesecake. That's not healthy at all. I'm trying to like, you know, eat healthier. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, the baking will definitely take a, you'll take a hit if cheesecake oh, yeah. is the one for this year. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I have to think about that. <laughs> I like it. Uh, man, this one is important. I, I think sometimes we feel guilty about taking time to mm -hmm. enjoy something ourselves, especially in this season, because 
everything is about family and everything is about like gratitude and being with people and building community. And we've even said some of those things on this podcast, uh, already in our, in our top 10 list, but I cannot encourage you enough to take time to do something you enjoy. Again, it can be with people like Nathan said, but make sure you enjoy it. You need that. It's a good recharge. All right. The number one, and again, these aren't like, force ranked. These are just 10 things. Uh, we could have done them all different ways, but take some time to focus on your seniors and help them catch the vision of finishing strong. Mm. Uh, this one, if you've, if you've been doing student ministry for really any time at all, for at least one year, then you have seen that second semester is when your seniors start to fall off. They start to become less engaged. They get senioritis in school and that bleeds over into having senioritis at church. And it, this is just a natural thing that, thing that happens, but it doesn't mean we need to just accept it. And in this moment, in the holiday season, if you can carve out some time to be strategic with your 12th grade students and help them catch the vision for what it's like to finish strong in the last semester of their senior year. I think you can see a really big benefit to that time spent. And I think you can see some really big benefits to the underclassmen seeing that they're staying around and beginning to build that into the culture that we don't leave as seniors too early, but that we're here. We finish strong. Uh, I think many times we just, kind of let it happen because we know it's going to happen. They're going to leave. They're going to start to dwindle, but let's take the next two months and carve out a couple of things that we can do specifically with them where you verbally put in front of them. Hey, I need you guys to stick with our ministry throughout the year. Maybe you give them opportunities to have some more responsibilities and leadership, but not just where they would leave, challenge them directly to stay. And I think that, that that would be time well spent in this season. Yeah, I totally agree. I think this is a fantastic idea because, um, like you mentioned, we had, do see a lot of seniors kind of start to check out. So just letting them know that you really are caring for them and focusing on them. Maybe this is a place where some good energy is spent and maybe we don't spend as much time on some of the other things that I think sometimes feel extra busy in this season. Maybe this is where we really kind of kind of double down our efforts. Yeah. Yeah. So any, any last honorable mention outside looking in things that have popped into your mind if we, as we've gone through this or 10, 10, and we're just, that's it. I think I'm on 10, 10. I don't, I can't think of anything else. I in am my too. Head. I am too. It is no way an exhaustive list. So if no. you want to let us know some things that you would add to the list, hit us up on social media as well. We enjoy spending this time with you each and every week. Thanks for listening. This has been another episode of the Student Ministry Podcast in my life.